Well, welcome, my friends. You've turned the page, and I don't know what book you're opening, but the book that you've encountered is Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people explode into their lives through full impact mindfulness. We're looking for people who are not looking to find themselves, however, to create themselves. And if you have the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try, welcome aboard, put your canoe in the water, and start paddling. And we're going to continue our conversation with the delightful Brian Crawford. You know, people would try to back out on me on the last minute. I'd be like, you're really screwing us over. And then they'd feel guilty and come in. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had no intention of making the commitment in the first place, too many people say yes too quickly. Yeah. And then at the last minute, you know, called you up and say, gee, my grandmother fell out of an airplane and broke her leg. I've got to take her to the hospital. And the only way I can get there is by dog team. Do uh, you know that that's completely ridiculous? So the idea is not to make a commitment unless you can follow through with it. Yeah, my problem is I make too many commitments and then I, I do follow through, but I make too many commitments. So. Right. Well, many people, there's been a bazillion books written about time management, seminars, CDs, journals, planners, but there's been very little talk about energy management, Brian. And you only have so much energy, just like Dr. Fauci only has 24 hours in a day. Mm. Brian Crawford has so, only so much energy. And I think it's important that you choose how to use it. Yeah, I think that's accurate. But I'm just, I think our audience is beginning to wonder whether this person sleeps or not. I do now. I, never, I didn't before. I used to, I mean, there was one time uh, before the second i think it was the second year of the millville music festival i think i averaged about two hours of sleep a night for about a month hmm how'd that work out for you great we did had a huge success how'd that work <laughs> out for brian crawford um okay i guess i don't know um <laughs> i don't think i had that many negative effects from it um but i've been sleeping a lot more lately I was on a medication called Wellbutrin yes. and you're not supposed to drink on Wellbutrin. And I never like was like a like heavy drinker, but like, you know, I drank like a little bit each week. Well, Wellbutrin, I completely cut it off because it can give you a seizure. Um, and then ever since then, I never had the urge to really get back into it. And now I'm on another medication where it's like I have like one beer and it's like I feel like I like got hit by a train. So I mostly really don't drink anymore. So I always tell people, I make the joke, I said, and now I... I, I get the right amount of sleep and I don't drink. And I said, in some ways, I never felt, I couldn't feel, I, uh, never felt worse in some ways <laughs> because it's like you, um, I don't know, like the sleep, it's like I feel like I don't get enough done sometimes. Um, I could, I could, you're talking about time management. That's part of my problem. Everyone thought I was really efficient. I wasn't efficient at all. I just never stopped. So there was a ton of time that I wasted. It's just I didn't sleep that much. So I had the ability to knock things out you know and i also and i still do this i you know i would wait and get things done quickly um i just tend to work better that way with like a, a hard deadline or whatever um but yeah i don't know i feel like I, I don't get as much done as i want to i think part of that's gonna pick up as things open back up and i i get you know energized um, I'm already starting to get that way. I start. I started working on a video today, and that's got me like moving. I'm one of those people. I'm like very much 
in the flow of things. If things are flowing, I'm like, or if I get like excited about a project, then things kind of like. How do you feel when people don't share the same type of enthusiasm that you do? Um, in which way about when you're working, when you're working with a group of people and you're working with a committee and they just don't seem to have the energy or the drive that you do. I'll fire them. <laughs> I fired somebody before as a volunteer once. It depends on the situation. Like with PGH museums, I have a board of directors that are um, very skilled people and I depend on their knowledge and expertise. So I don't expect as much like, you know, hardcore work that I'm doing because I, I you know, value them for a lot of other uh, things that I can't do. Um, but in other situations, like we had somebody who, with the first Relay for Life, for example, we had somebody who was the luminary chair and he just wasn't doing anything, wasn't doing anything. And eventually I said, like, just be honest with me. Like, I, I won't get mad. Are you going to do this or not? Because I need to replace you. And he said, he didn't say anything. He kind of like started side talking this. And I said, you know what? Thank you. But I got to go with somebody else because I, you know, it's one of the most important parts of the Relay for Life. You can't just, you know, let it go. So well, yeah, that's, I, that's a wise mind choice. But what I'm hearing is that you're not uh, a dictator just arbitrarily, uh, moving people out just on a whim oh no um in fact i'd like to i like to think that with most things there's certain issues where i'm like i want it this way and that, and that's it like certain like very and they're very like specific things like um that i feel are like kind of the core of the of the philosophy of what we're doing and, and our mission um but like most things like like to go to the Millville Music Festival, for example, a lot of that festival, a lot of the things that happened in that festival and the decisions that were made, I was on the opposite side of those decisions and I was against the decision. But we ran everything. I, even though I was the, the person who was in charge as, as the chairman, I always went with whatever the committee felt was best. And I've always operated that way from except for like like i said very specific things like when i was a senior patrol leader for example i always we always did a vote i always did what the majority wanted um you know some people when they were in that position if they couldn't go on a camping trip they wouldn't let the troop do it i'm like well if that's what most people can do and i can't go that's you know it's about the organization but somebody tried to get the scouts to stop wearing their class a uniforms in the winter which is a long tradition and I said, well, does the basketball team play without their basketball uniforms? You know, like things like that, I'm more of like a particular, you know, more of a stickler about. Um, so there are certain things where I, I won't budge. But within, but for most things, I, you know, I tend to whatever, I, you know, you bring people on board because of their expertise and because of their knowledge and their passion. And to undermine that first off you're losing a lot of different perspectives that can help whatever you're building grow um and, and secondly you're you're disincentivizing them to be involved in the project who wants to be involved in something where they can't feel heard and have a say and a voice in it so i'm kind of catching on that you're not a periphery fellow um you like to be involved mm -hmm. and and again i've just feel the passion coming off from you. It's radiating. Uh, and uh, I know that sometimes we have to understand that people aren't as passionate as we are. How do you deal with that? 
They want to be involved. They're just not quite as passionate. Oh, well, I mean, you can find different roles for people. Like, yeah. you know, Milva Music Festival, you know, we needed people to run the 50-50 auction at the, you know, the different bars for the different fundraisers. And, you know, there's just smaller roles that people can do. Um, and I just think that, that that's fine. You need those people as well. Okay. Well, this drive and this ambition obviously has... Uh, done well for you in your life maybe i mean i'm not at all where i want to be professionally so um what are your goals what are your aspirations well i'd like to do something in uh in media um i just look at the the financial numbers as far as like what it takes to start at the bottom and i have no problem starting at the bottom if i could financially afford it but uh, i think that's kind of a field where either you're already successful at something else and you can get in and kind of skip over those positions or you start in those positions when you're young coming out of college and you've got some support from your folks to help move you through. Uh, so I, I've been trying to, you know, whether it be my last project or this project with PGH Museums, um, I've always, it's always been kind of like a two-fold thing where I'm, I'm doing things for the community. And I never, I never sacrifice the mission for my personal goals um but i you know i there's always a hope that either it could lead to a full-time job or or somebody sees my work and hires me and i can still do that on the side um well i always encourage people to keep their head in the clouds mm -hmm. have creative daydreaming have imagination uh and shoot for the stars However, and I always tell them, now here's the suck part of this. I always ask you to keep your feet on the ground mm -hmm. because people come up with me with all these wonderful ideas and I encourage and support that. But then I ask them a question, what are you doing to put gasoline in your car? Mm -hmm. So I know I kind of, I kind of, I encourage people to explore and be like a balloon, but I also encourage them to be tethered to something also. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're telling me that your current wage-paying job does. It keeps you tethered in order to float. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a launching point. I was, I only expected to be there a couple of years. Six years later, I'm <laughs> I'm still there. But um, but yeah, it does provide those opportunities at, at least. And it also gives me a. I've started. In the last couple of years, I've started traveling, and it does give me the opportunity to, to travel. Next year, I'll have four weeks vacation, um, which is, like, incredible compared to what most places get. I mean, most every other job I had before this, you had to, like, earn your vacation, and, you know, you never really got vacation time, realistically. Right. So, once again, we always talk to people about temporary inconvenience, permanent improvement. Mm -hmm. And that wise mind choices aren't always uh, easy ones. They can be hard, and there can be some pain attached to them, too. But that's uh, what you're telling me is that has to do a great deal with maturity. So how long do you think you've had this in jail, Brian? I think we'd be calling you an old head. Uh, so how long have you had this other point of view, of this older type of point of view, a more mature type of point of view about situations. So I don't feel like I am. <laughs> well, that's, sure. no, I, I disagree. I that's, that's exactly what I'm hearing. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I feel like I, 
I don't know. I feel like I'm all like I a lot of like the mature the things that most people would would be doing my age I don't do. Um like, you know, looking to buy a house or this or that. You know what I mean? I feel like I I would like to. I, I'm glad that you think I'm mature because that's kind of what I want people to think of me. Well, it sounds to me like you're making mature decisions. You focus on something and you do what's necessary to achieve that goal. And simply because you're not following the template of a person your age, what the other template people are doing, uh, does that make what you're doing wrong? It doesn't, no. But I do beat myself up a lot about not following that template. You know, I mm. I wish I had uh, you know, gone to school and gotten a degree in four years and gotten some job. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I do, I think I would like to have gone that route. I probably wouldn't have done as many things as I've done, but, you know. Flowers don't compare themselves to other flowers. They bloom. Mm -hmm. So when we start comparing ourselves to others... We're on some type of a spectrum between bitterness and vanity. Mm -hmm. So we always have, want to be able to step back. And the Stoics call that studied indifference, to be able to step back and look at a situation rather than from it. And in the 12-step world, we have a saying that you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. Mm -hmm. So, And that goes for anxiety, depression, relationships, or anything in life, the ability to step back. So who do you bounce your ideas off of? Who's, who's the person that uh, is the recipient of, of Brian's, all his thoughts? Do you have somebody like that in your life? Many people. Um, I kind of say everything that I'm doing to everyone <laughs> or like at least like a good yeah sword goes I tell him like everything I do like and he's just one of many um I just you know so and then there's certain people I talk to about certain things um as well like I do have like I have a really good financial advisor um who spends like way more time than than he should um helping me with things and um like, you know, I told him one day about, you know, some issue and he like scheduled a meeting to straighten me out type of deal. Um, I have another friend who's like really into meditation and he's always mm -hmm. like hassling me about meditation. Um, so, you know, I might talk to him about things. Um, uh, it just depends. I mean, I, but as far as like my everyday life, like I, I sh every time I do something, it's like I share it to everybody. I just. Uh, okay. Well, generally, I when I deal with people, I'd that share have... it to you if you were on Facebook, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but that's usually where I'm at. I'm always on the messenger. However, I'm not on the app. I got rid of the app. I no longer scroll. Good for you. Yeah, deleted Good. the app. Excellent. So, generally, when people have trouble, and it doesn't sound like you have many problems making commitments and living up to them, but generally, I suggest to people if you really want to get something done, and we commit to ourselves, we generally wait until the pressure's on. However, what I usually ask them to do is commit to someone that they trust, they respect, and most importantly, they don't want to disappoint. Well, that's the thing is I am anybody who I care about, I, I end up getting anxiety about disappointing. So that's why um, it's one of the reasons why I am good at getting done with all of my commitments, because I don't want to you know, disappoint somebody who I've given my word to. So. Um, but then I am a last minute person. I think that has more to do with executive functioning issues and is not like any any um, 
ratification and doing things early. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's when it's, when push comes to shove, you know, it's that, that's when I end up getting things done. It doesn't matter what I, what I, um, try to do. Um, it's just, you know, but I, once I tell someone I do something, I don't want to like, well, if there's anything that people can take away from, uh, our talk today, Brian, it's about passion and I think it's about resiliency and yes, yes, determination. So could you share with our listeners out there how to get in contact or to make themselves aware of uh, Pittsburgh museums? Yeah, it's uh, pghmuseums.org and it's at pghmuseums on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the same, at pghmuseums. And uh, if you have a specific question or concern about pgh museums you can email me it's just brian b-r-i-a-n at pghmuseums.org or if you have an event uh like we we take events from any local artist um you can just be um you know a, a painter as a as, as a hobby and you decide to put on an art show at a coffee house you can send us a press release and we'll post that information on our calendar uh, it doesn't matter who or what. Um, and to do that, you just go to explore at pghmuseums.org is the email address to do that. Well, we'll make sure that all these links are made available to all of our listeners. And Brian, as always, it's wonderful to catch up with you. And you're quite a delightful fellow. Uh, and as always, at the end of every podcast, we offer a free prescription, fruits, nuts, and vegetables. And unplug your television and perhaps take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Until all are free, none are free. Namaste, my friends. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.